Hey, everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. Thanks for coming today. I'm here today with my co-host, JC. And yes, you are. It's my pleasure to be here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm JC, the legendary co-pilot of this amazing craft, sailing you (laughs) through the jungles of human resources. (laughs) <laughs> hey, give yourself a pat on the back a little bit there, buddy. <laughs> it's the least I do. Trust me. Hey, I, I got the whole jungle thing in my head right now, Wendy, because uh, last night I was watching Tarzan, and I have this whole theory that Tarzan and Peter Pan might be the same person in alternate universes. I'm working this out. I'm going to contact Marvel and Disney, see if we can make this happen. I don't know. There's something well, to it. I mean, yeah, keep me posted because the name Wendy was first seen in the in the show Peter Pan. All right, I'm going to give it away. I'm giving it away a little bit. I have a theory that Wendy and Jane are the same person in alternate universes. Anybody who knows me would agree with that. Uh, this is not said, the uh, a typical HR show that we do, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. No, it isn't. But you know what? Listen, here's the deal. HR is stressful. Management's stressful. Being an employee these days is stressful. And the one of the reasons that we're here, ha- that we have a podcast for the HR lady, is to help people in business, whether you're a manager or not, to not be so stressed out. But so if this little banter can help you, go for it. What we want to talk about today, though, is not losing employees. And we want to talk about the actual cost of replacing an employee. Cost of replacing an employee in 2023 and beyond is incredibly high. It's cost effective, Uh, right? Yeah, it's very no. cost effective to just let a person walk out the door with Horrible. no plan. It is absolutely not. And it drives me crazy, you know, when people will call me. They're usually clients that I, I don't know. Now they're becoming my clients or they're trying to become my clients. And they're like, oh, I just had somebody walk out the door. Why does this keep happening? And and I'm like, all right, well, before you you hire me and my subcontractor to help you find a replacement, let's stop the cycle. Okay. Let's stop the spending. I am one of the few consultants that will just take your money to take it. I'm like, nah, if you're, you have a bad reputation, I don't want to work with you because I'm going to get blamed for that. Um, JC, some statistics on the the cost. I'm just going to say one and then you could, you could handle the rest, but everybody, most people know SHRM, Society of Human Resource Management. Uh, they had a statistic out that suggests that replacement costs of employees can be as high as 50 to 60 percent with overall costs ranging anywhere from 90 to 200 percent of the employee's actual pay. Whoa, that is a lot. I think what people don't realize is that um, the, it's not just about money. It's about the time lost. The time that's not, you're not getting anything done because somebody walked out the door. The time you're not getting anything done because now you have to sit there and sift through resumes and interview people and, you know, then train everybody. I think that's really where the, where the money comes into. I'm grabbing my calculator with intent right now. And Wendy, you're very good with the math, if I'm not mistaken. Now, I am going to pick on a very particular industry for a quick heartbeat here. Sure. Because when we're talking about employees leaving, these just aren't people that maybe work in a factory or on the floor or in the warehouse. These could be specialized positions. 
And the average salary for an airline pilot in the United States is $134,000 a year. So let's round that up. Let's just say $140,000. And if it costs you 200% to replace that employee at $140,000, ladies and gentlemen, that is $1 billion. That's a lot of bread, Wendy. It's not $1 yeah, billion, think- but work with me here. Yeah, it really is. And thank you for bringing that up because it's not, you know, most people see these stats and they go, oh, that's for a CEO. Oh, that's for an accounting manager. Oh, that's for, you know, IT that that's going to cost so much. And it's like, no, it could be the box packer. It could be an airline pilot. And what you really need to think about, not even if you're going, oh, well, whatever, I only pay them 20 bucks an hour. It's okay if it's going to cost me a little bit more. What you really need to be thinking about is what it's losing you. So that's another way that I explain it to people. Like, well, every time you have this seat, every day that you have this seat continue to be open, how many customers do you have to turn away? Or how many employees, how many coworkers do you have to pay overtime for um, to cover that person? uh, How many people are you going to burn out? How far are you going to push your existing workforce? Right. That's exactly what I was going to say next is how far are you going to push your existing workforce that, that they say, well, I'm not working overtime or I'm not getting paid overtime, even though I'm working it, but I am stressed to the max in this organization. And this particular role or department has had turnover over and over and over again. And I keep getting these email offers from people on Indeed or LinkedIn. Peace out. I'm out of here because I want to find a job that's less stressful um, regardless of the pay. If a person earns $60,000 a year, replacing that employee will cost between $30,000 and $45,000, with the company losing between $54,000 and $120,000 total. Think about that. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And I'm just telling you, everybody, you know, as the HR lady, I have somebody on my team who's one of the best recruiters in the entire universe. And when people call us said, hey, we need help with recruiting, we have a lot of caveats, like you can't be a jerk <laughs> to work with us, <laughs> or you better be calling me to help you fix that problem. You better be paying, you know, the minimum requirement. And I don't even mean mean legal requirement. I mean, by what the community is paying, you better have decent benefits. You better have your act together is really what my rules are in order for the HR lady and my team to be working with you to hire somebody, because I'm not going to go ahead and spend my, spin my wheels and put my reputation on online on the line to help you fill a position especially if the position was you know vacated for good reason and it really comes down to knowing our employees right taking the time to be genuine and understand where they're coming from who they are and respect them as actual people i mean if you don't have a wellness program in place as well not to say that you need a wellness program but if even if an organization pays fifty thousand dollars a year to develop a wellness program it's still less than the cost of replacing a single employee and even if you don't put a wellness program into place if you take the time to understand where your employees are coming from put yourself in their shoes for a moment or start to understand those other tertiary factors that go into an employee's life that they might be bringing with them to work and trying to work with them and mitigate some of these things to make it a positive environment to step into, geez, you're you're going to create an environment that employees will not want to leave. Exactly. And, you know, 
uh, <laughs> we've done a couple other podcasts either on this show or we're also the co-host of uh, the Aurora Training Advantage podcast. And we've talked about mental health on those podcasts. And then, of course, uh, employee assistance programs and wellness programs. You know, we it's all of this matters when someone's going to stay or walk out the door. But the biggest thing that I want you to take away today is saying it's expensive to lose people. Why? Because it's incredibly expensive to recruit and get people. So if JC, thank you for bringing up the wellness program. If your executives are saying, man, we don't want to throw money into that. You know, you have to kind of like put it all out on paper and say, well, we could, you know, spend, I don't know, $40,000 over here for an EAP or $250,000 over here for a recruiter. Hey, CFO, which one would you like to do? So unfortunately, folks, listen, sometimes it's still about money. And until we get the executives to understand that um, being nice, having good managers in place, hiring the right way is costly, then and only then is the only way they may say, all right, let's go ahead and add those other benefits programs. I feel like you have something to say, JP. 110% is the game in numbers, right? And it, maybe you do have a seat at the table in the C-suite in your HR position. Maybe you don't yet. Maybe you're starting to position yourself in your career or you're in a small business where you need to further elevate where you stand as a human resource professional to make sense of this. And the game of numbers is very important. So let's break this down real quick. The cost of replacing an employee due to attrition, as we all know, it can vary significantly, typically falling within a range of 0.5 to two times the individual's annual annual salary, like we talked about. And the cost is dependent on the employee's compensation and their role. This part's really important. For entry-level employees, the cost typically ranges from 30% to 50% of their annual income. Now, for mid-level positions, you may incur a cost of around 150% of their annual pay or even higher. And when we think about high-level or highly specialized roles, that can result in a more substantial cost than some of the examples I've been giving you previously. Those those costs could reach as high as 400% of their annual income, Wendy Sellers. So thinking about the pilot, a highly specialized position at $140,000 annual on average, 400%, that's $560,000. Game well, of numbers. Think about it. Just in, the, in that exact example that you gave about a pilot, I mean, they're not a dime a dozen, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of pilots, but not as many people going into that career for various reasons that we see all over the news all the time. But it's also like if you don't have a pilot and you have to cancel a a flight or delay it, you're losing customers and, and or you're just not getting customers at all because you have the reputation in, in a com- as a company to always be canceling flights. And there's the money lost. That is also a cost. Wendy Sellers, you've told me before about hiring better. You've said slow down. You've said train, develop. Explain this a little bit more for me. Break this down for everyone listening as well. Yeah, sure. So, um, I have, you know, white papers out and they're, they're called, um, you know, five ways to destroy your business. I have a bunch of really cheeky, um, uh, items out there. But the biggest thing that I say is if you want to fix your business, 
we have to take it at a, at many different angles. But the number one thing that you, you need to be doing, especially if you are hiring, is to hire better by slowing down. And I don't mean just going slow <laughs> in the interview process. I mean, oh, you mean interview put, them and then call them back six months later with an offer? Yeah. Something I'm like, like oh, yeah. By the way, you still interested? They're like, no, man. <laughs> I, 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 I blocked you on my phone. Um, no, what I mean is the minute you realize we have an opening, somebody's retiring somebody's relocating somebody walked out the door uh, i want you to do two things at the same time one is find out why they're leaving and they're not always going to give you the real reason and especially if you have a culture or have had a culture in the past where um you weren't exactly respectful to somebody that's leaving then nobody's going to give you the real reason why they're leaving unless they want to pl- cut ties with you forever yeah. Uh, so first of all, find out what the reason is why they're leaving. Is it money? Is it management? Is it location? Is it um, return to work in the office? We'll be talking about that on an upcoming podcast, uh, whatever it is. And then sit and really look at it, you know, take off your blinders and say, what can we do to fix this? Can we train employees? Can we train managers? Do we need to change policies? Do we need to change procedures? But the second thing you're going to be doing is, okay, oh my God, HR, quickly pop open a job ad. We're desperate. Just open that old job ad so we can start getting candidates because this person just gave their notice or just walked out the door. Please don't just throw up a job, job ad. Take your time. Look at that old job ad. Is it even accurate? Is the job description even remotely close to what the person actually does when they come into the workplace. Um, can we improve the job description? Can we make that job into two roles? Because people that keep leaving says, say, is this too much for us? Uh, are there requirements in that job description that are just ridiculous? Like you need a four-year degree to press a button. No, 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 no. Let's get out of that. Also, are there things like, well, we can bring somebody in that's not going to have enough, enough uh, knowledge, skills, and abilities because these are all new to the world. So do we as a company actually have a training program in place? What is it? Let's not put it together on day one of orientation. How about we put it together, send it to the employee, the new hire in advance, make sure the management team, the admin team, the coworkers are like, yep, this is what's going to help make that employee successful. So JT, that's what I mean by hire better by slowing down you know you don't want to be so slow that somebody else grabs your candidate but don't even start the interviewing process or collecting resumes until you really backtrack and say is this job description right is this pay right do we need to make changes to the org chart let's do that before we start hiring somebody and then they come in and they have insane expectations that they didn't even know about excellent point about fixing the org chart and that brings up something that's that's such a highlight in my world and in my mindset and it goes to the core of the problem sometimes right you have to be able to accept and address the culture of your organization and it is as important as fixing the core problem itself and it's the responsibility of leadership it really is nobody else can fix a damaged workplace culture except leadership that job by definition begins at the very top of the company and if there is a productive and supportive workplace culture it's due to those in leadership leading by example expressing the organization's purpose establishing the mission and embodying the values now on the other side if there's a poisonous work culture something toxic that's also the result of poor leadership at the end of the day as a leader you have to ask yourself am i the problem it might not be the fact that Is something to do with the machines or the middle management or things in between. It actually could be you. 
And it's takes it takes a hard look sometimes to come to that understanding. So here's my question for you, Wendy Sellers. If you accept what I just said as fact in a mythical world, right? I do. And you are the HR lady stepping in to assist. At, at, at what point or where do we find that empowerment as the human resource professional to turn around and say, I have to have that tough talk with the leader of the organization about the culture and, and their role? Yeah, so it, it is a difficult conversation, but if you do have turnover, especially, well, honestly, a voluntary or involuntary turnover, if you have a lot of turnover, either within a department or a division, something's going wrong, right? We're either um, hiring people and not really telling them what they're really walking into. We're not paying them enough. We have magical expectations of them. And so what I would do is say, okay, give me the cost of even just the last six months of how much money you paid a recruiter. Indeed, um, if the HR slash recruiting people track their time of how much time that they've been uh, working on, you know, filling roles over and over again, you know, that's the first thing I would do is collect the data. Let's figure out what it is the equivalent of the cost is. Now, I've had executives and business owners say to me, well, it doesn't matter that we're making Wendy work extra to do this recruiting because she's salaried. And I'm like, right. But if she doesn't want to be working 60 hours a week, that's going to be a cap at one point where right. she's going to say, peace out. You either hire somebody else to help me fill these roles that keep turning over, or I'm going to go work somewhere else because um, our agreement was not for me to work there 60 it is. hours. The agreement, the promises, accountability. Back on the soapbox real quick. Bear with me, Wendy Sellers, oh, the HR good. lady. Here we are. But accountability is all about upholding promises that are made to other people. You are accountable to people, but you are responsible for things, right? A toxic workplace culture is the direct effect of firm leadership's lack of personal commitment. A negative workplace culture develops when leadership continuously seeks accountability from employees while failing to fulfill their own key obligations to employees. Yeah, that's that's very well said, said, actually, very well said. And so... Hopefully, with our listeners today, you're going, yep, not in your head. Yep, yep, yep. I do have to say, um, finally, we are at the place in the United States. Not everybody's listening, but a lot of companies are finally listening. Why? Because they don't have a choice. We don't have enough uh, experienced people in the workplace. A lot of baby boomers have retired. Um, they're not coming back. A lot of, um, you know, Gen X, Y and Z have either started their own business or, or have gone to be independent contractors. And we're not. Not, not to get too medical here, but we're not producing enough babies to make up for the baby boomers. And even if we were, that's 15 to 20 years down the road that they're going to they're going to work for you. So, folks, please make sure that you realize that, you know, the cost of doing of replacing an, an employee who leaves by you firing them or by them voluntarily leaving is incredibly, incredibly high. We want to make sure that you're tracking everything that you possibly can. So even if you're listening today and say, man, I don't even track my own hours because I'm salary and we don't do timesheets, that's okay. Maybe just start jotting down a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be anything scientific that says, hey, this week I spent 27 of my allotted 40 to 60 hours on recruiting. And that means I wasn't able to get all this other stuff <laughs> done because the recruiting became yeah. an emergency. And so if you start, you know, jotting that down and saying, I 
you know, I need another recruiter. I need another HR person in the workplace. It's going to cost us $90,000. Hey, wouldn't it just be cheaper to pay for a $10,000, $20,000 management training class? <laughs> yeah. And to your point, Wendy, you don't have to be a, bi- a, be a big business to reach that conclusion. This also applies directly to small businesses as well. Yeah, it really is. Well, thanks everybody for joining us today. JC, any, any last minute comments? Don't fire your people. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Don't fire your people. No. Okay. Now, now I'm not ready to wrap up. There are some people you do some need to terminate. You do. Right. Yours, but do it right. Don't automatically point your finger at the employee because it may be a management issue. Don't automatically point your finger at the management. It may be a fact that you put somebody in management, but you forgot to train them. Exactly. And then- exactly. You, <laughs> you hired the person for a reason. What did you do wrong while they were with you? Exactly. Nothing. I magically thought you'd come back to work tomorrow after we promoted you today with all the management skills yeah. that it took me 30 years to get. What do you mean you don't know what you're doing? I don't understand. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, right. folks, we have a few more uh, podcasts coming up. One of our next ones is going to be about HR tips for small businesses. And then we're also going to be doing a podcast on uh, the return to the workplace. And that oh. one might be a little heated. So it will not be for little ears. Thanks for joining us. And thanks for listening to the cost of replacing an employee is high.